Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So 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 Sandler's, the Sandman Movie Podcast. A gabagoo. Two seconds. My throat is really dry. <laughs> Hello and welcome to So 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 Sandlerus, the Sandman movie podcast, the podcast where we discuss the movies of famed guy who does a two-second cameo as the devil, Adam Sandler. My name is Kerry Jones, and as always, this week I am joined by my dearest friend and co-host Matt Wollstenholm. Welcome back, everybody. Got some uh, some dirty work going on this week. Yeah, um, this week's not not a Sandler film per se. It's a it's a Norm Macdonald film. It. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest stretch we've done. Hey, he he appeared on screen, so I guess it has to count. It does. There's there's a film in a couple of weeks called. Holly Shaw is dead or something. And it looks like it's filmed on the old like jackass CKY handheld cameras. Oh yeah. And Adam Sandler's in that, but he's a voice cameo. Oh, that's a rage. <laughs> and I've looked at the trailer and it looks absolutely dreadful. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we can skip that one. All right. Maybe that one will. We're thorough, but we're not that thorough. <laughs> I don't think voice cameras should... If we see Sandler's beautiful little face on screen, I think we should count right. it. has to be on screen. I like that. Oh. Matt, how, how's your week been? There's just a little something I want to mention before getting into this. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my week's been good, yeah. Been a long weekend. Just... It was a long weekend. <laughs> um, it's Wednesday now, and I'm only feeling human. So, oh, oh yeah, it's um, it's a Wednesday, and this is going up as soon as I, <laughs> as, as soon as we click uh, stop, yeah. no edit. So, <laughs> Let, let's be careful with what we say this week because uh, this now nah, this this one's going to be pretty uh pretty breezy. 
did you notice the cuts I made last week? Yeah, I did because I <laughs> I knew I thought I knew where they were coming, so I did. Yeah, <laughs> but they were set. They were. I if I didn't know if I wasn't like listening for it, I don't think I would have heard it. I reckon it was pretty seamless. Um, it was, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just want to mention before getting into this, this week I went to see the new uh, Nick Cage movie where Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. It's the best film I've seen in about five years' time. Go on. Honestly, it was it was <laughs> crazy meta. It was crazy good. And I think this is the redemption movie that Nick Cage needs to be a celebrity again. Instead of doing the shit that he's been doing for the last 20 years. Like yeah. train to Mars with the son of Jupiter and 36 the seconds. Apprentice. Yeah. And 36 seconds to shoot a gun or whatever. <laughs> what? That's what it, that's what all his movies sound like. <laughs> but. Oh, God, honestly, I, I'm genuinely curious about this movie now. I really want to go and watch it. I just it, want to watch Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. If you get a chance to go, honestly, best film I have seen since 2016. Since you watched the Batman back to back two days in a row. Oh. <laughs> honestly, I don't think I could ever go back to Batman. I, I don't think I'll go back to Batman too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you've been hurt that much. Just for the record, me and Kerry actually really did like the Batman, but it's yeah. a fucking long movie to watch twice. <laughs> yeah. It's just a depressing world as well. <laughs> yeah, Kerry, Kerry literally looks like he's contemplating his existence now. After that. <laughs> uh, no, the Batman was good, but... Fuck me, it got uh, it, it got boring after, <laughs> after after an hour and a half. <clears throat> Give me 1966 Batman. 80 minutes. Have you long. seen the video that where have you seen that edited video where they edit Adam West into the Batman? With a corridor crew. Is it corridor crew that did it? Yeah. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's so good. I watched it the other day. Um, but yeah, en- enough about Batman and Nick Cage. If you get the chance to see the Nick Cage movie, um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, go and see it. Best film I've seen since 2016. It's the first time that I've left, left the cinema in so long and I was like, fuck me, that was good. Can we clarify what the 2016 movie was? Um, it was a film called Sing Street. And it's about this Sing guy. Street about this guy in Ireland who wanted to start a band just to impress a girl. And that's a very good movie. And it was snubbed at the Oscars for best song. And I remember being furious <laughs> when I thought the Oscars actually meant something. Yeah, fair enough. But I ha- back in the day. <laughs> but now the Oscars are, are a joke, as everybody knows. <laughs> but yeah, should, should we get into this movie, Matt? Yeah, go on. Let's Let's talk about the um, third Adam Sandler movie that we've now watched that references someone shagging a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where was that? 
has <laughs> got a line in it. And he, you know how, so Christopher McDonald's in this and he's yeah. got that little chihuahua. Yeah. I, I There's know one that... line in this where he's holding it and Norm McDonald goes, <laughs> he's got his thumb up that dog's ass. <laughs> I, I and then five minutes later, like the next scene, he's holding it again and he's like, dude, I swear to you, it's all brighted up that dog. And he whispers it. And it's fucking brilliant. Oh, because I, I know this, the skunk gets to the chihuahua at the end. Yeah, yeah. But Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, this week's movie is a movie called Dirty Work. Good fire. For anyone who's ever been wrong. What are you doing? I'm through with you. Look like a fucking alarm on a bad day. Don't get mad. Is some jerk making your life miserable? Call the guys. Hello? Dirty work. Who'll help you get even. Okay, settle down, prostitutes. This requires no sex. Well, you got a dead hooker in the trunk. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. No job is too dirty. Put away. Your wand is magical, Harry. No duty is too low. The critics agree. Dirty work is crude. Hey, I think he's got his thumb up that dog. Vulgar. Shut your cake hole, Yoko. Raunchy. You ever had a chick with a beard before? Tasteless. Hey, movie line. <laughs> he was supposed to keep driving. We hide these fish all over the house, and they'll stink for days. Norm MacDonald. Smells like fish in here. Is that some sort of signal? You wearing a wire? No. It really does smell like fish in here. Show these guys what we do to cops. Say hello to the devil for me. Dirty work. Dirty Work is a 1998 American comedy film starring Norm MacDonald, Artie Lang, Jack Warden, Christopher MacDonald, and Trailer Howard. The film was directed by Bob Saget and based on a short story, Vengeance is Mine, incorporated by Roald Dahl. See, so yeah, I really like this. Yeah, same. it's It's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's not going winning any awards, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's like the acting is dreadful. I can understand why Norm MacDonald never got another leading role after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just... love Norm MacDonald. I will not have any Norm MacDonald slander on this podcast. Uh, it, his line reading was exactly the same for every single scene. But no, it was a, it was a very funny movie. Uh, what did you say earlier about it? How did they make you feel? So yeah, I was saying when I I we were saying we wish we watched this before. This is the first time I'd say this, and I'm I genuinely would probably go and watch this again after we finish this podcast. I fucking thought this was hilarious, but I yeah I felt like this this movie made me feel like Billy Madison made me feel when I was a kid. Yeah, like it's just like random. It like this is kind of skits, but it, it like does follow like an actual plot and it does kind of link together. But yeah. like it still is just kind of like just random scenarios that keep finding themselves in. It's just brilliant. So it's just so funny. Again, it's just an extended Saturday Night Live <laughs> sketch. Yeah. It's I like it's a five minute sketch the... pulled into <laughs> an 80 minute movie. Like I do, I really appreciate how like the cameos in this like actually add to the plot as well, where yeah. it's like 
the people doing the cameos actually are part of the movie instead of yeah just like just like there yeah like they were in Cornheads. yeah because but <laughs> no I, I really enjoyed this as well i was saying if we watched this when we were 11 12 i think a lot of the quotes in this movie would have gone into our lexicon oh there's <laughs> like <laughs> But yeah, there's a hundred, there's loads of shit I'd be staying, saying from this that if I'd have learned as a kid, I would have just said for years. Oh, the problem is you'd be saying them and nobody would know what you'd be on about. Yeah, no one has seen this movie. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, Norm MacDonald, obviously very famous Saturday Night Live uh, alumni. He got kicked off because one of the producers thought he wasn't funny even though he's probably one of the funniest that's been on there in the last 30 years. Arguably one of the funniest people ever on there. Just this very, very unique sense of humor that Norm MacDonald has. And like, his just delivery is very like, it's very unique. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anyone else who has the same sort of stand up and the same sort of presence on chat shows and just that presence when he's on camera is what Norm MacDonald does. <laughs> no, he just like he's just got such a command with like just his voice and like the stuff he says. It's so fun. Yeah, it it sounds like he doesn't give a shit, which is no, not yeah. It sounds like he's completely emotionless in everything yeah. he says, and that it's just absolutely the wildest thing in the world. And Artie Lang as well, um, who played Sam in this movie. I think his name was Sam. Yeah, um, Sammy. Sam. Sammy. Yeah, he he's another. Uh, stand-up comedian who came from uh, Mad TV, which is basically Saturday Night Live, but the knockoff. I think the only thing I know about Mad TV is when it's referenced on The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, that, Mad couldn't Magazine. even tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah. And then who else is in this movie? Um, then Jack Warden. I don't know who Jack Warden is. I should know who Jack, Jack Warden, Warden is. Because he was Nominated for Academy Award for Best Point Actor for Shampoo in 1975 and Heaven Can Wait in 1978. He received a BAFTA nomination for the former and won the Emmy for his performance in Brian's Song. Can't believe you didn't know him, Kerry. No, did you? <laughs> Jack Warden? Yeah. It's in Brian's Song, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> nominated for Best Academy Award for Shampoo. Oh, he's in a uh... supporting actor. He's in All the President's Men. Uh, I don't think I've seen All the President's Men. 1978, Death on the Nile. Oh, they do love a bit of Poirot. 1981, The Great Muppet Caper. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Problem Child and Problem Child 2. And then Dirty Work in 98 and The Replacements in 2000. And then I'm guessing that he died. Because he's in nothing <laughs> after 2000. The end of the filmography. It's a bit bleak. Oh, and he was in the uh, Problem Child 3, Junior in Love, which was a television film. He died in 2006. 2006, yeah. R.I.P. Jack Warden. Oh, who asked I'm so well, Anyway, sorry yeah, he plays, um, he plays the dad. Yeah, he plays the dad. He's fucking then hilarious in this. Christopher McDonald is back from Grease 2 and... Uh, Happy Gilmore. And then Trailer Howard again. I don't know. 
Oh, wait, no. She was in something that I recognized. Oh, she was in she two, she's... two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place with Ryan Reynolds for eight seasons. What? Two Guys, a Girl and a Pizza Place? Nah, never seen that. Oh, that's where... I'm, basic, I'm pretty sure that's where Ryan Reynolds got his start. And it was four seasons, not eight. Um, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. She did not look familiar at all. How? How? <laughs> she's got a picture on her IMD. She does uh, have a picture on IMDb. On, oh, she was in Son of the Mask. There we go. Oh, fuck me. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. And she was in Monk. Yeah, not much to her. But then, yeah, this movie was directed by uh, Bob Saget. Who was... I know as Danny Tanner from Full House and Future Ted Mosby in Future Ted Mosby in How I Met Your Mother. But then R.I.P. Bob Saget just recently passed away. Actually, yeah, everybody in this movie is recently passed away. I was going to say <clears throat> they were going to they were I was reading something they were thinking of making a sequel until like everybody died. Well, then Norm Macdonald died like yeah. six months ago, and then, then yeah, and then Bob Saget died. Um, yeah, there's not really much to say about this movie. But then, yeah, based on a classic Welsh author's book, uh, Welsh short story, Roald Dahl, who was born... Yeah, just I read... Up, I just didn't read Cardiff. the actual shorts. No. <laughs> you, gotta, you love a good sneaky Welsh reference, even though he is a... Uh, pretty sure he's, like, fucking Norwegian. No, he was born in Cardiff. Does he identify as Welsh? I don't know. Did he? <laughs> He was born just outside Cardiff. Ah, go on, boy. Well, yeah, I read the plot synopsis for this short story on Wikipedia. It... Fuck me, it's a, it's a loose... <laughs> it's a loose-fitting fitting story to what happens in this, but I guess it's kind of an inspiration. Yeah, um, what does it say here? Two young men, the narrator and his <laughs> friends, are lamenting their poverty and discussing the morning newspaper... Um, I, they basically yeah. just punch some newspaper guy in the face and get paid for it and then run away <laughs> um, and that's yeah. the inspiration for this movie which in fairness yeah all right, I'll give you that I, I, I get it <laughs> I completely get it but um... <laughs> <laughs> it's a reach it, they probably had to do that to avoid um, just to avoid the Dallas State coming. Watch this movie get remade now for Netflix. What? Because Netflix own it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Watch this. For all the Roll Dahl stuff. Watch this movie get. Well, the short story get made as a as a twenty two animated thing, twenty two minute animated piece of work. Guaranteed. Yeah, probably. Guaranteed. In the next five years, this is gonna. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Um, ah. Uh, very first segment on this podcast, what we usually do is called Curb That Blurb. Um, so what I've done is I have found a plot synopsis all the way down deep in IMDb. And I know I said last week's was bad. I think this one's a lot worse because <laughs> I, I'll read it out and then t- tell, me, tell me what you think is wrong. Okay. So, in this karmic take of friendship, 
and American ingenuity. Sam McKenna is between a rock and a hard place. His father, Pops, is hospitalized for a life-saving cardiac surgery. With the help of his pal, Mitch, Sam pursues precocious fundraising via dubious entrepreneurship. That was by Vicky Veritas. I think that's someone trying to take the piss and give it like an alternate like edge, but that does actually work, which is funny. Yeah. Which... <laughs> why has this person made it out to be <clears throat> Sam's story? I don't know. <laughs> I think they've just ran with that, but yeah, no, that's funny, but that's... Nah, fuck him. Curb it. Yeah? So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, 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 curb that blurb, take it outside and kick me in the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why? Well, because if you weren't, you'd be confused before reading that movie and then going into it. You'd be like, well, this is fucking wrong. What? Yeah, because you, you'd you read that, you'd look at the poster and you'd assume that Norm MacDonald is playing Sam. Yeah. And then when it turns out he's Mitch, you're like, oh, wait, wait, what? And, <laughs> and that doesn't take account into the twist that... Uh, yeah, we get it. Yeah, exactly. Later in in the movie. Um, Terrible. So, yeah, I agree. Let's uh, curb that blurb. And um, before we get into the movie as well, I've just found a couple of reviews. So this one is from Lawrence Van Gelder from the New York Times. And he said, if you thought the Asian economy was bad, try assessing the state of film comedy on the basis of dirty work. Phrases like terminally stupid and brain dead leap readily to mind. About an hour into this laden taste deprived attempt of comedy about a couple of losers who con- whose contribution to American capitalism is a revenge for higher business, a surprise arrives in the form of a funny joke about the circumstances surrounding a photograph in an old man's locket. The joke is crude, but almost everything in this lifeless comedy, still, it's a joke. P.S. Don't bother to hang around for the outtakes. They're not funny either. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nah, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking New York <laughs> Times bullshit. That guy took himself way too seriously. Um, that guy thought he was writing something for a fucking Pulitzer. Never mind a review for the movie <laughs> Dirty Work. Get fucked. Uh, what? It's Jesus. A, it's an 80-minute long movie. Yeah, it's I, not I, even an hour and a half. Like, it's literally the fucking length of an animated movie. Like, I, <laughs> no uh, one's taking this seriously. I, I cut that down as well. I reckon that took him longer to write than this whole movie. I mean, 100%. I mean, we can't fucking say anything. We're doing two hour long podcasts on 90 minute wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're also taking the absolute piss. And yeah. I'm not trying to publish this in the New York Times. <laughs> yeah, fuck Lawrence Van Gelder. Fucking Lawrence Bank. Lawrence or Lauren? Lawrence. Ah, even worse. (laughs) I I found a couple of audience reviews as well. This is one and a half star from Chan Chan Man 19. And he just says, longest sketch ever, question mark? Which is, yeah. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Which we discussed earlier. It's just just an extended Saturday Night Live sketch, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And then we got uh, five stars as well from Moolsworth. And he said, uh, note to self, this film kicks ass, which it does. Yeah, all right. I'll give you that. And then that note to self was a little, uh, nice little reference to the movie. Reference. But as I was reading through the reviews, it took me forever to find these because every other review was just RIP Norm, RIP Bob, yeah. RIP Don, 
RIP Chris, RIP oh. Norm, RIP Don. <laughs> Literally, this the reviews for this movie was just flooded with rest in peace. Like, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice that people went back. But even the one star reviews were like RIP. <laughs> just carry on the theme. Alright, fuck it. I think it's because Noel McDonald. I, I don't know if you like this movie that much because I read something that he, like, they wanted to make it R-rated. Yeah. And the studio basically cut loads of stuff out of it. I think there's an R-rated cut out there because Bob Saget, he's he's a dirty bastard. He would have loved to loved to make yeah. an R- R-rated movie. He, and- this this is his first movie after America's Home Movies. He's just finished watching loads of mad shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and the cameos as well. Like some of them are not the best people, so they they would they wouldn't have problem with uh, being in an R-rated movie. No, exactly. So, You've just basically just got all comedians. And I I haven't got the people. I haven't got the box office numbers here, but I think it was a flop. I think it was like a twelve billion budget, and it made like twelve point two or something. Oh, that's better than some of these movies you've seen. <laughs> But um, Rotten Tomatoes, Matt, what do you think the critics give this uh, percentage-wise out of 100? Probably not not well. Not well at all. I reckon this is like the 20s or 30s, I reckon. I don't the, think they're like this. This movie got a 14% approval rating on Rotten Ooh, Tomatoes. Yeah. 14? Yeah. Jesus. This movie got dragged. It did, especially by yeah. Lawrence Van Gelder. <laughs> and then audience, obviously, completely different. What do you yeah. think the audience give this on a... On a I don't think it would have been too players? high, but I reckon it would have been over 50. I reckon like 50, 60. Six, 65%, which... Yeah, all right. Yeah, Which I get. I completely get. Um, let me just get up the um, box office two seconds because I don't think it was great but I think it got a lot of sales on DVDs then so the budget feels was more of like oh yeah go on sorry the budget was 13 million dollars and then the box office it made 10 million dollars so a loss of 3 million yeah that's not great <laughs> um, especially considering like there's quite a lot of star power in this movie so it says here, though the film received largely negative uh, critical reviews upon its 1998 release and was financially disappointment, it has since become a cult classic and has been reappraised more positively by some critics. Co-star Artie Lang later became a regular on the Howard Stern show where the film was sometimes discussed. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see this doing well on like DVD. Yeah. You'd probably go into Blockbuster and... Rent this? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, look at what I mean. I, I'm happy. I'd be happy to watch this again now. Like, I, I, I'd watch this didn't again. Didn't mind this one bit. I, I would watch this again. I, I watched it twice this week. It, 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 it was a fun 80 minutes. It really, especially considering it's really short as well. Like, it's really easy to watch. It, it was a breeze, honestly. And if you do stick around 1.2 speed, you're done in 70 minutes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it doesn't make so much at all. No, um, so yeah, should we should we get into this movie? Fuck oh, me, we're not getting into the movie yet. No, we'll, we'll get it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, 
get get into the plot. I meant should we get into the plot. Yeah, there we go. Oh shit! It's it's actually a bit longer than uh than what I thought. Um, no, so are you. <laughs> nah, I should be alright. Right, let's start this. Uh, growing up, growing up, friends Mitch Weaver and Sam McKenna are taught by Sam's hard-nosed dad, Pops McKenna, not to take crap from anyone. To that end, the pair plant a bunch of guns in a schoolyard bully's desk and have him arrested for gun possession. Next, they catch a kid fondling crossing guard in the act after having applied crazy glue to the bottom of Mitch's pants. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, we get some wild shit at the start of this movie. We yeah. <laughs> get this montage of, like, Norm McDonald's been told, if anyone fucks with you, then just take some revenge and fuck them. F- fuck them back. Much harder. And, yeah, so, like, so the gets f- this bully comes, comes over to him and asks for his lunch money. <laughs> and he, what, it's this little, like, seven-year-old kid. He's so yeah. small as well. He turns around and he's like, I'm not going to give you my lunch money because I don't believe you'll spend it on milk or <laughs> something like that. All right. I was just saying, yeah, he just picks him up and you just see this mannequin just get <laughs> launched through the air. It's <laughs> just like a little rag doll. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, to get back at this bully. It's so funny. What, what do they do? Just put a bunch of guns in his desk and get yeah, the, so the police the- involved? Yeah, they go to like, is it like someone's dad? And they like, they're like, oh, where are his guns? These kids are like, just so everyone's clear that this is like fully like some eight year old kids making this scene as well for all this montage stuff. And so they're like, they grab all these guns and they put them in his desk and then they call the cops. Yeah. So he gets arrested. Yep. And then they're like, oh, yeah, there's this, (laughs) this. The crossing guard always feels the kids when they drive when they're walking past. Like what? So Adam Sandler's like, sorry, fucking Adam Sandler. Noel McDonald's childhood self in this movie, like, puts loads of super glue on like the back pocket of his jeans and gets gets the crossing guard to get stuck on his pants. Yeah, like, see, he's grabbing me. He's grabbing me. (laughs) What what is what, what is it with these movies and? Growing men know, this... and kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> some proper word. And this is not even it as well. Like, no. Um, there's more as well in this little montage with the babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. And then we've got Aunt Jenny as well. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this it, the, um, Norm MacDonald's mum dies in. Um, in the movie, like right at the start of this montage, and his aunt just this jack, this is one of those classic ants with just like the biggest pair of boobs you've ever yeah. seen, and she just but, shoves his face in, and he's just having this crisis. But by the by this point, uh, Norm Macdonald's character is a teenager. Oh, he's, sorry, yeah, he's yeah. significantly older at this point. He's, this he's like montage is him kid, kid going through the years, and then <laughs> what, what does he say? He's like. Note to self, and Jenny is a relative. You shouldn't be feeling it's this way. Like, yeah, note to, note to self, and Jenny is your aunt. Um, and that's a running theme in this. He loves that little note to self with his little voice recorder. Yeah, so somebody taught him to make notes to himself gr- growing up because it just helps him what, remember certain situations and 
It's just the life lesson yeah, that he's learning kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then after this, yeah, nothing else, we get, else happens in this opening thing, is there? Yeah, no, we get the we get the popcorn in the car. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then and then we get the the um, supposedly gay dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I remember this movie? <laughs> I was thinking about this. I loved it. And I'm thinking I watched this like not long ago. And I'm, I'm struggling to remember some bits, but it's fucking good. Um, <laughs> as an adult, after losing 14 jobs in three months and being dumped by his girlfriend, Mitch moves in with Sam and Pops. So as an adult, Mitch is he's a pizza delivery dr- driver, isn't he? And the pizza delivery service, they promise 30 minutes or less so your pizza's free. So normal yeah. talk, Mitch is delivering pizza and he gets stuck in traffic, doesn't he? And then... Yeah, he gets, he gets stuck behind something and he has to run and deliver a pizza. Yeah, and I think he gets in like 32 minutes and the guy's like, ah, oh, it's not my problem. And Norm McDonald's like, but it comes out of my paycheck, please just pay. And then like, nah, you said 30 minutes or less, it's 32 minutes. Basically, get fucked. So... <laughs> No McDonald goes <laughs> he goes back to the pizzeria and he's like, Oh yeah, he was saying all this stuff. He's like, tell those Italian bastards I'm never gonna pay them the money that I owe if they, <laughs> if, if they try to get down here. Um whatever. Oh, and they were saying some pretty bad stuff about that uh, Mussolini guy. <laughs> this is fucking brilliant. He's just berating this little Italian pizzeria guy. And then it turns out that the customer rang up before to say that Norm McDonald was late. So the head of the pizzeria is like, Mitch, you're fired. Get out of here. Get out of it. And then, Yeah, he kicks him straight out. Straight away. And then he just goes back home and somehow his girlfriend's already found out that he's like, oh, because it's her uncle, isn't it? Or something. Something like that, yeah. She says, like, uncle, someone gave you the job or said you were fired. Yeah, and then she just throws all his stuff out. And then he's like, oh, what about the stuff in there that I paid for? And she's like, oh, you didn't pay for anything. And he's like, oh, I thought I paid for the popcorn machine. And then a full-size popcorn (laughs) machine. (laughs) Just get this giant on wheels popcorn machine (laughs) off the balcony. Just gets flinged off the balcony. (laughs) Uh, still keeps it though still works yeah still works uh, still keeps it and then because uh, Mitch has been thrown out he has to move in with Sam and Pops yeah so So he heads over there with his popcorn machine yeah and then in Sam and Pops house Sam's like oh go hang out with my dad and Mitch is like no I hate your dad he's always been so mean to me kind of thing (laughs) It's just yeah, he's like he's always been like really mean, and he's this creepy old man. Like I don't yeah. want to be near. <laughs> then, not much happens in the house at the moment. But then, after after this, Mitch and Sam head to the bar, and they get into a fight with some frat boys over a girl. Mitch and Sam plan yeah. a revenge. Oh wait, so yeah, they go to the bar, and here we meet. Yeah. Um, we get a cameo. Yeah, well, not really. This isn't really a cameo. Like, this is actually—I'd say—he's part of the movie. 
Yeah, this is a extended part. We meet uh, Chris Farley's character. What was his name? <laughs> oh, fucking! Um, no, nah, no idea. Once oh, I've got it here, actually. Um, Chris Farley as Jimmy. Jimmy. So, well, yeah. So he's this guy with. He, I guess is he, is he is he supposed to be an ex-veteran or is he just like is he just this random guy? Why do you think he's ex-vet? Is it because of his nose? Well, no, because he wears a green shirt in like the whole movie, doesn't he? Like that oh. kind of. Dirty, I, I don't know. I, like, I just I just thought he was a dirty drunk. Oh, fair. Maybe he is then. I, I like <laughs> to think that uh, this is the same character as the bus driver from Billy Madison. Oh God, you'd hope so. Because it could be. <laughs> it it easily could, could be. be. But yeah, Chris Farley in this movie—he's <laughs> got, little... <laughs> only got, got half a nose. <laughs> he's got—he's got a little prosthetic nose on because it got bit off by a prostitute. Quote unquote uh, Saigon whore. Yeah, I was going to ask: <laughs> can, can we can we say that? Uh, probably. I don't know. Well, is Saigon still a city? No, don't think so. No. <laughs> And it wasn't um, then either. I think yeah. they were just taking the piss. Oh. But no, yeah, he's just got this really uncomfortable nose prosthetic that just has a really flat end and it looks like it's really, it's like puckered. It's, oh, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that because, yeah, a, a, a prostitute, prostitute bit it off. Bit it There's off. a lot of prostitutes in this movie. There's so many prostitutes. <laughs> so many prostitutes. But yeah, in the bar, um, uh, Kathy... Uh, which is Trailer Howard's character. She comes up and starts speaking to Mitch. This is where we're first introduced to her. But then Sammy is off speaking to another girl and a bunch of frat boys come up to her and they get into confrontation. Confed... Confrontation. Confrontation. And Mitch is basically like, oh, I got to go help my friend out. And then they get into a fight. Yeah, so they just pick a fight with like eight frat bros. And then we get the next scene of Norm McDonald getting tossed through something and it's now a plate glass window. <laughs> yeah. So Sammy and Mitch, they get the they get the shit kicked into them. Yeah. And then they decide to do their classic thing of uh taking revenge. So <laughs> so, so yeah, they, what they do they, is yeah, they follow the frat boys home. Yeah. Then they jump on a payphone ring the frat boys and say, oh, there's a frat down the road. They've uh, hired some fake cops to come. Steal and, all your like, booze and stuff. Yeah, and try, try to shut your party down. But remember that they're fake cops, so you don't have to listen to them and just punch them if you want. And then they ring the real cops and they're like, oh, yeah, there's a frat party going on. Um, so-and-so, please come and shut it down. Like, it's too noisy and it's, there's underage drinking. So the real cops go to the frat house the frat house thinks that they're fake cops, and then one of the frat bros just swings. <laughs> Doesn't even question it. Nope. Answers the door to the police, and he's like, "Can we take? Can we keep it down?" Immediately, just clocks him. Yep. And then there's a big, big <laughs> brawl with like thirty police officers, thirty frat bro- bros, and <laughs> Sam- just getting the shit kicked out. <laughs> and then Sam and Mitch, dressed as coppers, also kicking the shit into these frat boys. Yeah, getting some good old revenge. Yeah, classic. Um, after this, Pops has a heart attack and he is 
in hospital. Yeah. And then in hospital, Pops confines in Mitch because of their parents' swinging lifestyle. So Mitch's parents were swingers. Pops was a swinger. And it turns out that Pops is actually Mitch's real father. And dun, dun, dun. Sammy and Mitch are half brothers. But yeah. And what? Mitch is like, um, oh no, Pops, I don't believe you. And he's like, yeah, look, look inside this locket. So he opens up the locket <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, that's a picture of you fucking my mom. <laughs> I love how he's probably had that on his entire life, just a locket of him banging. <laughs> he, he must have done. Um, but no, what is it? He goes to him, he's like, well, we couldn't... We, I got pregnant with your with your mum. I got pregnant with Sammy's mum. And he has like... I think he, he says my fa- one of my favourite lines in this entire movie. What does he say? He goes to him, he's like, well, we didn't have any of these fancy contraception methods you guys have now. Like pulling out. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I was watching that it fucking killed me when I first watched it <laughs> I I think I have <laughs> like you think you what <laughs> that was an open ended <laughs> like a, a, a memory issue because I'm dreadful you don't remember court. any of this I, I can't remember any quotes I, I remember a quote from later on and that's it <laughs> but, but the quote from later on is uh, <laughs> two words um, uh, <laughs> even though Pop's heart is failing Dr. Farthing which is our next cameo a hopeless gambler will raise Mr. McKenna's position on the transplant waiting list if he is paid $50,000 to save himself from his bookie so Dr. Farthing in this movie is played by Chevy Chase. Yeah, he's great in this. Yeah. I he's, liked him. He, 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 he's in that uh, mid-stage of where he still looks young enough to be Chevy Chase from yeah. National Lampoons, but he's not as old as what he is in Community. No, yeah, he's like, he looks a little, he doesn't look quite look like he did in Caddyshack, but yeah, he's definitely yeah. still quite young in this. It was kind of uh, disorientating. I, I, I would like to you. He does look like Chevy Chase, though. Like, yeah. He doesn't look like he does now, whereas you can just tell he's just, you can oh. tell like he looks like how he used to anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, all oh, right, your dad's too old to, high priority because what's the point basically and then he asks is your dad a celebrity or famous athlete because apparently they get boosted up so so he tries as many things as he can to boost pops up up the waiting list but then he in the end he's like if you pay me 50 grand (laughs) so i can pay my debt to my bookie i'll uh (laughs) i'll make sure he's top and yeah this is the only way that uh Mitch and Sam are going to save Pops' life. So they agree to agree to get um, the 50 grand in what? They're given two weeks? A month? Uh, yeah, two, it's two weeks to get 50k. Shit. So yeah, here, here we get like the well, we get the ball rolling for the movie really. Yeah, like yeah. That's where the plot kind of kicks in. 
So now it's just them trying to make 50K in the two weeks. Yeah. So Mitch and Sam find a number of jobs to help in, in the help wanted section of the newspaper. These include working at a shipyard. So at the shipyard, they're getting their induction and then they're basically like, oh yeah, we're not qualified. And then they get fired straight away. <laughs> yeah, they, he's, telling, he's telling them how to do something like, not even complicated, but yeah. he just turns around and goes, uh, yeah, so uh, we lied in our resumes and uh, we don't have a fuck clue what's going on. <laughs> um, then they have a job at testing some new fat burning brownies. And the brownies have oh, a yeah. number of side effects, including hallucination. Yeah. So after taking yeah. these brownies in this like lab, Mitch and Sam are driving home. Mitch, it, well, Sam's okay, isn't he? Is Sam okay? Yeah, he's fine. He Sam, just kind of itches his ear. Yeah. S- Sam is a bit itchy, and then Mitch is covered in red spots, sweating, and... <laughs> he literally looks like he's dying. Yep. And then he hallucinates, and this hallucination is where we get... The only Adam. reason we watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, Adam Sandler on screen and he's playing the devil and he literally just says, burn, burn, burn. And then that's yeah, it. Yeah, so we get, we get in this, it's um, Mitch and Gary Norm Col- McDonald's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sammy turns into Gary Coleman just driving the car. <laughs> and then for some reason, yeah, they're in hell and the devil's like trying to put him on a barbecue or something and he's, and it's played by Adam Sandler just going nuts over yeah. the front of the car. And that's why we watch this movie. And yeah, Gary Coleman classic... says his classic line. Yeah. We get a classic, <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about, Satan? <laughs> I, I only... Like, as bad as it is, I only know Gary Coleman from... That one yeah, episode of the Simpsons. Simpsons with uh, <laughs> Funzo. <laughs> yeah, where he saves him at the end from the tire fire. <laughs> where he's the security guard. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably one of the best Christmas episodes of the Simpsons. And then, yeah, he just goes, where you talk about sitting? But literally, what? It's a... It's a 30-second cameo. It's small. It's shorter than the one in Coneheads. I, th- I, I think it's a 30-second scene. I think it's like a four-second cameo. Yeah, he's not in it for very long at all. He literally does a little dance, just says some gibberish, has like three lines, and then fucks off. Um, <laughs> um, and here we are, ladies and gentlemen, on the So, So, So Sound Lewis podcast. Um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, the bronies have a number of side effects, including hallucination. The bronies cause Mitch to see the devil and Gary Coleman. And let's just move on. Mitch and Sam get a job in a cinema with an abusive manager played by Don Rickles. Yeah. And exact their revenge by showing men in black who like to have sex with each other to a packed house to get their manager fired. This was funny as fuck. <laughs> so I've just got my note here is just um it's just fat shaming. Because that's all he does. He just berates yeah. Sammy just, just for, for, being being, for being fat. <laughs> and then he doesn't really say anything to Noel McDonald. No. Um, and so they're like, but you know what? Fuck this guy. We're going to get our own bag. And, and then all, all the other employees are like, oh, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, he's he's horrible to us. And they're like, oh, we'll give you 20 bucks if you uh, get him fired. And then everybody chip chips in, don't they? Like, oh, yeah, I'll give you 20 bucks as well. One, one of these... Um, Theatre Ushers, played by Chris Farley's brother. Was that where it was? I saw it as yeah. a, on the thing, but I didn't know whereabouts it was. It, it was the big ginger one that looked like Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, they get him fired by playing a porn parody rather than Will Smith's Men in Black. Yeah, so we we get like men in black pops up on the screen and it's there for like five seconds. And then you just get this little like fade into underneath of just men in black and in brackets just who like to have sex with each other. Uh, and then God, the 90s was a long time ago. <laughs> and then basically everyone just runs out of the theatre because they realise it's a porn and they just stampede Don, Don Rickles. Yeah. Yeah. They run, him, they run him straight down and then he gets fired by his boss. Did no Yeah, pe- like the president of the cinema chain or some shit. Did no people have called Don Rickles the bravest man in comedy? Because when he was younger, he, he used to be the stand-up and like all the 
mafia bars and mob bars and whatever. And apparently he, he was the only person that could get away with saying anything bad and making fun of the mob bosses just because he was oh, really? so funny with it. Yeah. That's sick as like, well. <laughs> Imagine. It's like, well, if I say this wrong, they're going to shoot me. <laughs> no. Apparently the mafia loved him just because he was so funny and so yeah. charismatic and apparently he could get away with everything. But Don Rickles has been in Lord's Toy, Toy Story. We we know him from Toy Story, and uh, he, he was in a Dennis the Menace movie. Yeah, and is he's that in. One... Sorry, say that again. Is is he? Because I remember two Dennis the Menace movies. One with Don Rickles. Is Don Rickles? He plays Mr. He's... Wilson. But is he I was going to say, he's, he plays the neighbour, doesn't he? Yeah, but is he the one that's married to Betty White? I think so. And then is that I think the, that's the one I've seen. Is that the movie with Carrot Top or no? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've not seen that and I couldn't tell you. No, no, there's two from when we were kids. Like, completely different cast. And I think yeah. Don Rickles was in the second one. Um, Yeah, ca- ca- carry on. Don Rickles was in what? He's uh, Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. yeah. In Toy Story. Yeah. And I'm just trying to... It says he's in Casino, but I'm just trying to think who the fuck... Who is he in Casino? But I don't recognise the name, so... There's a picture here of Don Rickles in 1973, and he looked exactly the same from then up until his death. <laughs> 90, he had a good innings. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff as well. Yeah, he's been in his own, his filmography has its own Wikipedia page. Nice. Um, so, yeah, the, um, Sam, Sammy and Bitch, they get paid for getting the manager fired. So they realize that this uh, could be a lucrative business and then they decide to open up a revenge for business hire called... A revenge for higher business called dirty work. Yeah. So when they're working, when they first open up, they um, realize that there's a car dealer down the road who's not very nice to his staff either because Kathy, the girl that Mitch fancies, works for him. Yeah. Yeah. And then they find out that he's going to do a live TV ad. He's. he's a... Is that a thing? It's, yeah, it's live TV ad, which I don't think when I mean you don't do it for the exact reason in this movie, but <laughs> I like, don't think I've ever seen a live advert. I've never seen a live like it doesn't make any sense. No. But it is just one of those classic uh cards. It's like, get this for four nine 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 and two thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah it's... um so yeah, Kathy works for a shady used car dealer. After publicly embarrassing the dealer during a live TV commercial, um, <laughs> they do. Okay, so so let's talk about this. Um, well, I've got, I've just got we've just skipped one scene that I thought. Oh, was sorry, really sorry go on. No, it's all right. It's just when um, when he sees Kathy on the street. <laughs> so the scheme just sits in and Norm McDonald's character just like sees her walking down the road 
and he just starts shouting Mildred at her. So he's just there <laughs> yeah. shouting Mildred, Mildred, and he runs over the road and shouts Mildred. And so she turns around and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And she's, so she turns at him and she's like, you mustn't have a very good memory. And my name's not Mildred. And he's like, oh, no, I just made it up. You never told me your name, so I just guessed. <laughs> And I thought that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I remember laughing at that. And then that's where that's where we find out that the live TV ad's about to go on. Yes. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so the car dealer is played by uh, David Kushner, who's what Anchorman, The Office. Yeah, he's champ from Anchorman. He's um, I can't remember his name from The Office. It's uh, he's in Michael so many Scott's boss that everyone hates. No, it's his friend that everyone hates. Oh, what the fuck's his name? Um, he in the office. He is Tanner. Todd. No, it's not Todd, Todd Packer. Packer. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it in and out of different sitcoms throughout the years, like every single year, in and out of different movies, every single yeah, year. Yeah, he's in. He's in so much stuff. He's one of those, oh, it's that guy kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. and he's always good in something he's in as well. Like, even if he has a small role, he's always, he's no, always he, funny. He, he's very good at what he does. And then this, uh, this live uh, TV commercial. <laughs> so, David Kushner's character, he's like, oh, yeah, look at this, look at this car. And then uh, off screen, normal. McDonald's like, show us the trunk. We want to see how big the trunk is. So, just, <laughs> so David Kushner decides to open the boot of the car, and Norm McDonald's like, "Oh my god, it's a dead prostitute!" <laughs> <laughs> he just opens the car, and there's like five cars all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he gets, and they steal all the keys and all the bootlids, just start popping open, and. <laughs> it's just dead prostitutes in all the boots. Like, yeah, five different They're not cars. actually dead, though. No, it's like, oh my God, it's another dead prostitute. <laughs> oh my God, a third dead prostitute. But th- these prostitutes were hired by yeah. Norm McDonald, Mitch, and but then, S- Sammy. Yeah, they're going like, oh my God, a third dead prostitute. And what is it? It's like Norm McDonald goes like, or the news report is like, I've never seen this many dead <laughs> prostitutes before. And it skips to like a random guy in the bar. He just looks so, so dead inside. He's like, Lord knows I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but then, yeah, so what? They were all paid $20 each. And in the briefing, Mitch was like, um, just so you know, Whatever this guy says, you are not here to have sex with uh, any of us. <laughs> but yeah, Sammy's just got the keys. He's, he's opened up all the boots. Yeah. They're all opening automatically. And yeah, there's just a bunch of dead prostitutes. Well, dead prostitutes in uh, pretend yeah. dead prostitutes. And then Mitch, he basically just hijacks the, the ad. And he's like, oh, if you got a shitty boss... Um, who treats you as bad as this guy treats his staff, give us a call at Dirty Work, go 800 Dirty Work or whatever he says. Yeah, they say a number and then 
he gets his, he gets his free free publicity and his free advert while just simultaneously fucking over this other guy. And then Chris Farley pops up again here, doesn't he? Chris Farley? Yeah, I think so. Because one of the prostitutes in the uh, car is oh, yeah. <laughs> the prostitute. The so the, they're no showing time. this advert on TV, obviously, because it's yeah. live. And Chris Farley sees um, the the Asian prostitute <laughs> that fit his nose off. <laughs> so he runs and chases after him. Yep. But, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. After this, we just get a little montage of uh, different revenge parts that people have hired the boys for. Um, one of them includes yeah. a dwarf at a fun fair who's having problems with the bearded lady. And then the guys just shave off her beard as she sleeps. Yeah, so we got Rachel, Rachel Romaine as uh, the bearded yeah, lady. Yeah, Re- Rebecca Romaine, isn't it? Sorry, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, Mystique from uh, X-Men. That's where I know her from. Yes. Yeah. Um, then we get a annoyed... This is my favourite scene in the whole movie. Then uh, we, we get an annoyed neighbour who's tired of uh, next door speeding about on the road and just having <laughs> parties next door. So, so, so the guys, they go in with a bunch of fish and to throw them in the... <laughs> events of this house just to make the place smell disgusting but as they're there everybody comes home and the boys have to go hide and they go hide in like an office kind of thing and then we just get like a minute long shot <laughs> these two guys face as there's a massive gunfight going on outside <laughs> There's just this gang war going on, just erupts in this house, and all we you can just hear it. All it is is you can hear it going on in the background, just all this wild shit, and the camera is just pointing at Norm and Sammy, just the whole time holding both fish in each, holding a fish in each hand, just like oh shit, yep. Uh, I don't know why, but I've seen like the screen grab of them holding the fish. I've seen so many times, what, but really? I don't know why. Yeah, I've I've like I've seen that picture so many times. I've no idea why, though. Maybe it was a R.I.P. Norm post on Twitter, but I doubt it. Maybe it was, but like it was so. I I just have this very vivid memory of this, like that that fish picture where they're holding the fish. Like, what the fuck is this? This is so funny. And then the the neighbor comes in and he just sees all these dead bodies on the floor. He's like, (laughs) guys, when I said get revenge, I didn't mean this. (laughs) I didn't want this. And then, um, and then the third one. Um, then they interfere with a unscrupulous local property developer, Travis Cole, who's played by Christopher McDonald, because an old lady are, is scared that she will lose her house. So the main conflict of this movie is Christopher McDonald wants to knock down a bunch of houses to create a car park for this opera house that he loves. And yeah. we're first introduced to him because he's knocked down a bunch of houses, but this old lady refuses to move, but he's going to bring in the bulldozer anyway because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So she rings Mitch and Sammy. He's like, oh, please come help me. So then they do their classic popcorn trick. Yeah, which we saw at the start of the movie. Engine. Yeah. To the bulldozer. And the bulldozer's broken, and this woman's house is saved. Yay. Do you reckon that popcorn thing would work? I don't know. I was thinking about that when I was like, and I was thinking, where would you put it in? But 
I mean, if you got enough and it was in the right places, I mean, it, the engine's going to heat it up. Yeah. You, I don't you, know if it'd completely fuck it up, though, but... It's not something you want to... maybe it would. Yeah, you don't want to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless if, you want to try on, like, maybe a lawnmower or something, but... If Mythbusters and Brainiac were still a thing, I reckon oh, if we wrote into Brainiac. them, it will... Uh... Brainiac got shit, though, after Richard Hammond left. It did. I had a signed John Sickle t-shirt, though, from Brainiac. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I met him. He was, uh, they did, like, a thing at, like, Manchester Industry Museum, and it was sick. Oh. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what he's doing now. This was years ago. I would have been, like, 11. Yeah. Yeah, this is a long time ago. That would have been the perfect time to do it, though. And then do you remember yeah. Brainiac's test tube baby with uh, Dick and Dom? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was good as well. Oh, that and shit was great. What was their history version as well? Their history version? Yeah. It must have been Brainiac History Abuse. Oh, it was, yeah. It, it must have been. It and, was. And then, it was Brainiac History Abuse. I completely forgot about that. And yeah, they were just testing old medieval... Like weapons and stuff. That was a cool show. Yeah, because they used to do shit to that giant knot like every week and no one could ever break it. Yeah. And then they do the same oh, thing yeah. on Brainiac with like that that safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I remember when Richard Hammond first crashed. I was devastated. Yeah, well that's when Brainiac stopped though, right? Because that's pretty much what that was what, 2006, 2007? Yeah. How the fuck did he survive that? No idea. It's not even like, and he's crashed since then as well. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. I I do love uh, Richard Hammond and Top Gear. Anyway, uh, enough about uh... (laughs) that. Off that tangent. Um, Back back to the show. Yeah, so after Mitch and Sam destroy this bulldozer, they are arrested. There's a couple of quotes here here as well. <laughs> oh, what are they? This, this is this is where he says the thing about the dog. Oh, what? So he sees him holding it, and he's like, "I think he's got his thumb up that dog's ass." What? When they when they first meet Christopher McDonald's character after the after he bailed. Oh, oh yeah. So, so they're in the Sorry. prison first, yeah. and there's a bunch yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So so. In, in the prison, it's implied that, because um, Christopher McDonald's character, no, not, uh, Norm McDonald's character, he gets taken away by a bunch of prison inmates, doesn't he? Yeah. So it's implied that he's, he's just been... It's, it's very much implied that he's been <laughs> very <laughs> solid off screen. Yeah. So, but like, it's, it's so strange how I, they do it. Like, that whole scene is weird. I, I, I was watching it thinking, like, are they going to make a joke? I thought they were going to switch the camera around that it was going to be a piss take. But then, like, and it was going to be something really mundane, but then it wasn't. And I was like, no. Oh, and, and the way that, weird. <laughs> the way that Norm MacDonald is annoyed with this is, I, I remember, I think I've got the quote here, and this is what Mitch says as. So they've just got bailed out, and this is what Mitch says as he's 
leaving the prison cell. It's like, you fellas have a lot of growing up to do. I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Can you believe these characters? Way out of line. Way out of line. Um, have a good mind to have the warden about this. You know, what hurts most is the, the lack of respect, you know? What hurts the most, expect, except, for the, except for the other thing that hurts the most, but the lack of respect hurts the second most. It's really weird. Like this, this is a strange scene. I, I, this is probably the one bit of the movie I was like, "What the fuck is this?" So the thing that hurts the most is actually his arsehole after he's just got raped by a bunch of men. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, it was what what's happened in this scene. <laughs> For fuck's sake! But yeah, it's just done in such a strange way that, like, the way that it's set up, it's like they're setting up for a different joke. Yeah, I bet it turns and then into... it just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. This is a, a, a gang rape joke in a kids movie. I don't know if this is a kids movie. <laughs> I would, in fact, say this is the opposite of a kids movie. <laughs> I just got my notes up again, and I almost, I almost started reading um, wedding singer stuff. Um, yeah, so they're both arrested. Then Travis Cole pays the bill for both of them. Uh, pays bail for both of them and he doesn't press charges. He then tricks them into destroying his apartment building, um, promising them, promising to pay them enough to save Pops. Yeah, so he wants to get rid of this big apartment building that he tells them he owns and so they, so he basically wants to hire them. Yeah, so what happens is he pays bail, they go to his office then because yeah. he's asked to see them. And then he's like, listen, I got a job for you. Go destroy this building that I own. It's full of drug dealers. It's full of low lives. It's full of like, yeah, we, we need to get this building condemned so we can knock it down and rebuild it and get nicer people in basically. And the guy's like, oh no, we're not going to do it. And then like, oh, we'll give you the 50K you need to pay for Pops's heart transplant. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, it's it's our only way. We haven't got a much we haven't got much time to do it. And then um yeah, so they go, they completely destroy this building. There's there's bits yeah. in between though. Because we meet Kathy and her grandmother at one point. Yeah, we can we meet Kathy again. So just yeah. like just before this, we meet them at the place. Oh no, sorry, he hires them. Yeah. To do this, and then then he meets the grandma. Yeah. And then they just fucking do it anyway. Yeah. So no, yeah, yeah, that's Ka- right. Kathy's like, oh yeah, this is my grandma. She lives here. Blah blah blah. And then they destroy the place anyway. Yeah. Even though. Yeah, so um, she's like, my grandma runs her business out of this place, yeah, like, and has done for like sixty years or something crazy, and doesn't say what it is. So they destroy yeah. the place, and then it turns out that the people who actually live in there were good people. Like Kathy's grandmother was running like a sewing business. But what do they do? In this if you watch it again, just yeah. I'll keep an eye out because there is so. Many uh, but the building, oh, they do loads of shit. Yeah, like oh. the, the spray paint. So basically, no, they put flyers under everyone's door and say, um, we're going to be spraying and te- like, we're going to tent it and spray it for like bugs and stuff on yeah. this date. So everybody needs to be out. So they have 
so, so there's no one around with them doing all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then so they spray paint the front of it like uh, with just with loads of graffiti and they graffiti all the insides and they smash all the walls open and knock mm. all the doors down and put fish everywhere and just blow up the toilets. <laughs> no, McDonald can't smash any of the doors <laughs> down, so he just burns one of the doors down. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sammy drops a cherry bomb thing like a firecracker down the toilet it doesn't go off yeah. so he decides to take a shit and then it just blows up as he's taking a shit um, <laughs> so yeah they, they completely destroy this building and then afterward uh, Cole reveals that it's not he is not the owner and they, they had them to vandalize the building so they, that they could buy it cheaply, evict the tenants, and build a parking lot for his beloved opera house. Yeah, so it turns out that the building isn't actually owned by Christopher McDonald's character. And it's he's owned basically, by Mr. Yeah, so it's owned by who is actually, who is their landlord for yeah. their like little shop that they run the dirty work out of. Yeah, and earlier on in the movie he was like uh, oh yeah if you don't pay rent you can punch me in the stomach <laughs> no, <my God. laughs> if you, you don't pay the rent you can punch me straight in the stomach which we do get um, it's not an idle threat so yeah but yeah um, so we found out it's his building and he's pissed and so he like locks them out of their office yep and then all these people that lived in that building because it's now been condemned they have to all like go and relocate and they're all like living in a, it's like a school gym. Yeah. Basically. Where's, where's the scene with the homeless people outside? Where, where does that come into it? Do you know they're outside? before for, or after this? I don't know. Like we were saying <laughs> earlier, there's not much of a plot to this, um, but there's a scene. I, I think, oh no, because Mitch is made homeless as well. So he has to sleep in his car. And when he's sleeping in his yeah, car, he's, he's listening back to his tapes. And he realizes yeah. that his note to self tape was recording as Christopher McDonald's character confessed. No. Yeah. That's later on. We, the, he pays the homeless guys before this. Right. Okay. So after contaminating the building, because he, he, he confronts him because he won't see him. So like they go to the building, yeah. and then Christopher McDonald oh, like refuses go for to meet fif- him. And they, they go for their fifty grand, don't they? Yeah. 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 They go okay. for the money. So so they destroy this building. They go for the money, and then they're like, "Oh no, you're not coming up." Blah blah blah. Yeah. He t- basically tells him to fuck off. He's yeah. like, you, "You're criminals. Like you've got nothing to do with me. We've got no agreement." So then got they, no they try to sneak into the building, and. This is why I wanted to mention it because Norm MacDonald gets thrown out of the building. And yeah. Have you seen how he eats shit when he hits those steps? <laughs> Which one? The first one or the second one? The, the first one. I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, that must have hurt. Because he hits the top step, like with the bottom half of his body, and then hits the bottom step with like his head. Oh, is that where he like face plants? Yeah. 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 Do you reckon so, that was him, or do you reckon it was a stuntman? Probably a mannequin doing this movie. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nah, because nah, some of them are definitely yeah. real, but yeah. No, I, I, th- I think it was a stuntman. But I remember, it was like, because that, that, that looked like it hurt. did fucking hurt. 
<laughs> and then they're like, oh, we need to sneak into the building. And then they go up to a bunch of homeless people outside. And they're like, oh, um, I'll give you a dollar if you uh, go in there, create a distraction and just run around and act crazy. And then they're like, oh, no, you, you need those uh, wacky homeless people or the depressed homeless people who just want to kill themselves. And then Norm McDonald's <laughs> like, oh, uh, what if I give you $2? And then we just... <laughs> straight cut to these homeless people just <laughs> running around this building, waving their <laughs> arms, screaming, just acting all wacky. And then this creates the distraction, which allows Sammy and Mitch yeah, then to go upstairs. They get up to the office. And when they're in the and office... They, and then they get told to fuck off. Yeah. And Norm Macdonald's character says that... Uh, he, he says that his plan was to get the building destroyed, condemned, so he can buy for cheap, so he can create a... Car park for the opera house. Yeah, different parking lot because they fucked up the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that correct? <clears throat> are, are we on the right track now? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 how we're going. Yeah, yeah. So then they kick him out and then they speak to the homeless guys again. And that's when we get Jim Downey's little cameo. Do you know when, when he's paying the homeless guys outside and he goes on that little tangent and he's like, no one ever treats me as like a real person. <laughs> I just want to be treated as like a real human being and he just completely cuts him off and shoves the two dollars <laughs> in his face and leaves. <laughs> oh my I I need to watch this movie again. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. But, uh, yeah, Jim Jim Downey is um it's the same guy that played the principal in Billy Madison. Oh the, see, sorry, not by not the fat guy, the the guy, the principal in the high school when they do the oh, academic decathlon. My wife is a dirty, dirty whore. Yes. That guy. <laughs> yeah. The um the, no, the yeah, the um everyone is now dumber for having listened to that. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I, I keep on coming off my notes. But then yeah, everybody's made Same. homeless because because of what they did. So Mitch has to sleep in, in his car. Yeah. And when he's in his car, he's listening to these notes and he realizes that he was recording earlier when Christopher McDonald's character said his whole plan. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so wait, so he's only homeless though. Um, Cause he's been living with Sammy, obviously. Yeah. Um, just before this, uh, they they everyone finds out that they're all related. Oh yeah, they, they, and then they have an argument, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he storms. Like he storms. Like Sammy's really annoyed that um, Norm McDonald's character didn't tell him, or that yeah. no one told him for like the few days they both knew. So he storms off. Yeah, and then and he kicks him out of the house. So then he's homeless. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, and then he's then he realizes that yeah he's got everything on tape when he's listening to it and he but yeah he has those little like random side notes that we don't hear him recording but like we hear them coming back like there's one I think there's one later on for like hemorrhoids or something or like this for like ass cream or something. yeah that comes in the theater doesn't it and they're like no yeah but he, he gets one here as well doesn't he. He's like, oh, I'm a little bit further back, or like I'm not, or I need to go further forward or something. He has a little one here, but I can't remember what it said. Oh, then, yeah, after they discover this, uh, Mitch and Sam plot their revenge on Cole, using the tape to set up an elaborate trap using skunks, 
a loyal army of prostitutes, homeless men, and noseless friend Chris Farley, brownies with hallucinogenic uh, additives and pops, they ruin the opening night of Don Giovanni, an opera sponsored prominently by Cole. Yeah, so we get the, like, pretty much just after this, he goes to tell everyone that he's got the recording and so he can fix everything. Yeah. And then, so he goes and tells, um, like, obviously, Kathy's character that all, um, we need your help to do all this stuff. And then, oh, sorry, we want to do this. And then they come up with the plan. Yeah. To fuck up with the opera. And then, I've just got a note here where, I, I can't remember when it is, they're on the roof. Uh, it's like Sammy and and Sammy and Norm McDonald. Uh, Sammy and Mitch are on the roof. And <laughs> they're just talking about random stuff that they're like, now he's like his half-brother and whatever. And he's saying about how um, it was really weird now that because he kissed his sister when they were like eight years old. And he's like, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, Haha, but what about that time when you banged her in 12th grade? <laughs> then we get, get the uncomfortable truth that Norm McDonald in this movie is fucked his... <laughs> Half sister. <laughs> oh. There's some fucking weird shit. <laughs> this this movie is so strange. Oh my god. Yeah, this movie's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> proper some proper weird shit. Um. So yeah, yeah. So we 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 then we get the we start with the opera stuff pretty much. Yeah, and, and what, what's the plan here? Skunks to stink everyone out and ruin that. The homeless people basically to raid. Yeah, just to disrupt the everything theater. and just make everyone comfortable. Then Pops goes on stage and tries to sexually harass the the main lady yeah. of the show. Yeah, just goes and the, like the leading lady of the show as soon as it starts. He comes on stage and just like zombies after her just lustfully. Yeah, um, and then <laughs> the, the main plan is to use, because the media's there as well, they want to broadcast the confession over the loudspeakers so everybody can hear what Chris McDonald's character has yeah. actually done. And yeah. then Mitch and Cole, they get into a fight, don't they? Yeah, so we, there's loads of stuff going on here. Yeah. So we get, like... Um, Cole... Cole we, takes the tape and destroys it, doesn't it? Yeah, so we get, like, leading up to that, we get all the people, they give everyone the brownies, so, like, yeah. they get all the staff to, like, hallucinate, so all the staff in the theatres now, like, um, all the residents of the house, all the building that got destroyed, and so, yeah, Norm MacDonald goes up to the... <clears throat> what is it? It's not like a... Is it like a box, I guess? It's the like box, a balcony, yeah. but... Is it... I guess that's the box, yeah. where... Christopher McDonald's just by himself and he just turns around and he's like, you won't overpower me and my army of prostitutes. Because, <laughs> of course, in the, the climax of this movie, there is another, like, 30 prostitutes. <laughs> and, yeah, we get Chris Farley in the back, like, holding onto these skunks in a cage. Uh, what else do we get going on? Um, and then I think it's just Pops, isn't it? Homeless men. Is it just Pops? Yeah. What, what do the homeless men do? They just they just go through the crowd and just stink on everyone. Oh, so right. that guy's like, "Did you fart?" Oh no, wait, that was me before. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and then pops just on stage um, to disrupt this whole um, opera thing. So then Mitch and 
Cole, they get into a fight. Cole takes the tape and destroys it. And then do they both get flung over the balcony? So what happens here is Chris, um, yeah, Norm MacDonald's character gets like the tape recorder taken off him. And Christopher yeah. McDonald's character like crushes it. And um, Christopher McDonald then, what? He's, he's like, basically, fuck you. You've got no evidence. Like, I yeah. don't care anymore. I'm going to cancel all the, all the nice stuff I've just done for you, like paying the 50 grand and all yeah. that. Um, and then he, yeah, so then Norm McDonald's like, oh, it's a good thing I put one in the PA system then. So he just plays it over the tannoy for all like, the press and all the video cameras and that. Yeah. And so Christopher McDonald spear tackles him off the balcony, <laughs> which is like 30 feet in the air. And they just land on the on the the leading lady that's getting chased around. Yeah. And then as this is playing over the uh, PA system, here we get the um note to self, um, buy more hemorrhoid cream. And then Norm McDonald's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward. Um so <laughs> With the media present, Mitch plays back Cole's confession over the theater sound system. Cole sees that the public image is being tarnished and agrees to pay the $50,000. Yeah? But but he doesn't. Yeah. No, he, he agrees. And then as he's getting arrested by the police. And then he steals the thing. Oh, sorry. No, he steals the thing and then he then he gets arrested. Yeah. As he gets arrested, he says to his like right hand man, "Oh, make make sure you cancel the fifty thousand dollars check, blah blah blah." But because the right hand man yeah. is hallucinating, he sees Cole as a prostitute, as a prostitute, and <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, he's basically just like I can't wait to have sex with you." And the, yeah. the guy's like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. <laughs> absolutely, yeah." Um, in the end, Cole is punched in the stomach, arrested, and jailed. His dog is raped by a skunk. Pops gets his operation, and Mitch gets the girl. Dr. Father overcomes his gambling habit, but gets beaten to death by Bucky's anyway. Yeah, so we, we get the end of this. We get Chris Farley is now in a relationship with the, um, the Asian prostitute that bit his yep. nose off, but he now has the new end of his nose. He's got a, he's got a little prosthetic. Nice little wrap up. We get yep. a <laughs> just get a little wrap up story for everyone. Mitch and um, Kathy, they get together. Yeah, Pops is fine. Sammy's all good. Yep, and then and then yeah, then we just get the news that immediately after the doctor, he gets murdered by like the mob. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> the whole movie was basically pointless. And well, I guess the dad's still alive, so that's the end of the movie. I I don't understand what watching watching it. I I really enjoyed it, but talking it over with you, can't remember I, any of it. I can't remember a single thing. <laughs> I, I watched it twice. There's this. loads of stuff in this that I'm like, <laughs> I what what did I text you the other day? Um. I, I basically text you saying, um, oh, I'm so happy we're doing dirty work because it is completely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You said you were like really happy we were going to do it. 
but that was that was six days ago, and I've watched it since then. So I I don't understand how. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I haven't been able to discuss this movie with you because I've had no clue what's happening. <laughs> I mean, you could have fooled me. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I I could have easily not watched this movie and just just rambled on because <laughs> it feels like <laughs> I I have. Oh right. Anyway, we do we we do get an outtakes in the credit scene though, which I always do enjoy. Oh yeah, the, the when they roll some like bloopers next to like the the credits at the start. Yeah, I yeah. I, I enjoyed um, I, I I enjoyed the bloopers at the end. So Matt, what we usually do is we give movies a rating out of ten, uh, ten sandbags. So what I want you to do is I want you to tell me how many sandbags you would give this movie. And what kind of flood these sandbags could stop? Oh. Last uh, week, you gave The Wedding Singer a 7.7. Did I give The Wedding Singer a 7.7? Uh-huh. Both of us did. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought I rated it higher than that. Seven, both of us gave it a 7.7. I will pull. I was. I will give this. I'll give this a seven. No, seven. I won't. I'll give it a six point seven. Six point seven. Okay. Yeah. If I had put that seven in, unfortunately, I could not delete it. But <laughs> luckily, the uh, six point seven got down. And what kind of flood could your six point seven sandbag stop? My flood. The the flood of piss that that guy gets off the building. I don't think we talked about (laughs) there's a scene in the movie where Sammy's pissing off the roof and this guy's like you fucking asshole and then 30 seconds later you get him and he's just on the roof and it's not a little bit of piss he's like completely drenched (laughs) and McDonald just turns to him and he's like that was a hell of a piss (laughs) Do you I remember could... any of this? No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Um. All right. The, the the flood of piss off the roof is what I reckon my uh, six point seven stamp bags could stop. I I thought it, I I thought I enjoyed this movie, but apparently not. I I think this was. <laughs> I think this was better than Coneheads, but not as good as Airheads. I give Airheads a 6.2. Okay. So I'm going to have to give this a 5.7, I think, which seems a bit low considering I was excited. It to does talk seem about a bit it. low. I was excited. But to I, talk. I, do, I do agree that it's not as good as Airheads. What? Uh... As an actual movie. Yeah, you, you give Airheads a 7. Um, and yeah. my 5.7 sandbags could stop. I've got one <laughs> that I um, thought of after I did mine. <laughs> I can't think of any liquid in this movie. There's there's a flood of something, but it's not liquid. Oh, uh, please. The the flood of popcorn. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, the, the flood of popcorn that comes out of that bulldozer's engine midway <laughs> through the movie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs>
right. um, so what is what does that bring us up to uh your average is a 4.9 and mine average my average is a 4.56 oh i'm pulling away yeah you are but with a little bit more leniency and it's considering i have a zero <laughs> for going overboard yeah you do <laughs> A big fat zero. <laughs> I oh, we we rated mixed nuts quite poorly as well. One point six three and one point eight. Yeah, but we both agreed that mixed nuts should have been ten times better than it was. Yeah, um, that's very true. Right before we finish things up, because we said this was going to be a short one, but I think we're just under two hours anyway. Um, <laughs> Couple of pieces. Nah, this will be about an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, because we, we did have a chat beforehand. A uh, couple of pieces of trivia that I found. Matt, we almost didn't do this movie because the cameo of the devil was first offered to Howard Stern. So I can I can kind of see that. That yeah. would have been different, but it would have been I can see that. So this movie could have been completely struck off our roster. And the, um, a second piece of trivia I have is this is Chris Farley's last film before he tragically passed away. Yeah, I saw that. It was his last movie that he was in. Is he in? Oh, I guess this would have been filmed. This would have been released posthumously, probably. Um, yeah, I think so. Or just before. No, because this came out in 98. When did Farley die? 98. 97, I think. All oh, right, okay. And then... Yeah, so this would have been, yeah, the last thing you would have been in, I reckon. And then Bob Saget got in trouble with MGM after spending a week's worth of budget on shooting a day's worth of Don Rickles riffing. Say that again. Bob Saget got in trouble with MGM after spending a week's worth of the budget on shooting a day's worth of Don Rickles just riffing. he he just had the camera pointed at Don Rickles and he was just going all day at one point they had to I I read that they had to calm Don Rickles down because instead of making fun of the characters he ended up he was just making fun of Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang (laughs) 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 and they just had to reel him back in um, oh Jesus! Do you have anything there? I couldn't find much with the goofs. No, yeah, I was just—I was looking at pretty much the same things you were. There's nothing. Um... There, well, there... The, the only other thing is that that I saw was you said Howard Stern was offered the role, but then yeah, I think it was Sammy's character is Ali Lang who became. He was then just on Howard Stern, like after that, yeah. as a regular, I think. Yeah, yeah, like him and Howard Stern are good friends, I think. Um, yeah, but no, I've I've got nothing else I need to say. Do you? No, I mean, yeah, I like this movie. I enjoyed it. I think, but I would I would recommend this as just like a. I wouldn't say it's good. I'd say it's funny. I, I think I'm gonna go back and watch it because I feel like I've. Um, <laughs> I feel like I underappreciated this movie this week. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I I don't know. I I, I think my memory is fucked because last couple of weeks I've been basically writing the full plot synopsis just so we can 
have something to talk about, but this week I couldn't be bothered, so I just added in small bits. But then the bits that I've added in don't really add much. <laughs> but no. Right, Matt. I like this. <laughs> Before we go, do you, do you want to let the people know what we're doing next week? Next week, baby. What do we got? We've got Adam Sandler. We've got the man backing himself. We've got yep. him playing some good old American football. Yep. Well, that's not where he's starting out. He's starting out on the sidelines as the water boy. Yeah. Next week is the water boy. Are we Are, are we going to try and get a guest on? Are we going to have a surprise guest? Um, we are going to try and have a surprise guest for the uh, for the Waterboy episode. Considering that we spoke about ten weeks ago about getting a guest on for the Waterboy episode, we haven't <laughs> we haven't really planned anything since. So yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, sure if, if he's yeah, if if he's free, we'll get a we'll get a little guest on to talk the Waterboy with us. It, it'll it'll be a not, nice. We'll figure something out. It'll be a nice little change. Um. But yeah, if you want, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Leave us a nice little comment on Apple Podcast and we'll read it out on the show. Send us an email at sosandlerspod at gmail.com and we'll also read that out. Um, follow us on our Instagram at sosandlerspod. The other social networks, I can't be asked, they're dead. I think we what we pretty much only use the Instagram. We only use the Instagram, so yeah, follow us there at uh, So Sandler's Pod. Is there anything else I'm missing? I no, so. not unless Elon Musk wants to uh, promote us on his new uh, his new website. No, no, I'd be pretty yeah. happy. Uh, apparently, um, Mark Hamill lost two hundred thousand Twitter followers yesterday because people are just mass deleting their accounts. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they saw the Elon news and people are just... People were out. Deleting in droves, apparently. But yeah, that's uh, that's for so, so, so uh, Elon us or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, st- I still... I still think Elon Musk bought bought Twitter just to stop that guy from publishing his his flight plans every day. No, no, he. <laughs> do you know why he's done it? Because why he tweeted like three weeks ago, and he put a spelling mistake in it, and then people just called him out for a spelling mistake, and now he's bought Twitter. <laughs> After the spelling mistake, he put up a poll. He was like, do you want Twitter to put in an edit button? And people said, yes. So he's decided to buy Twitter so he can put in an edit button so he doesn't get bullied anymore for making spelling mistakes. He doesn't fuck up anymore, Toxic uh, masculinity. Wait, yeah. Follow us on our socials and uh, leave us a review. Thank you very much. And goodbye. See you later, everybody. Thanks for joining. Peace. (laughs) Can I stop recording?
Mm-hmm. <laughs>